We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. What would happen if you changed 20% of your diet? Today, we are talking to one of our awesome partners, Brad, with Steve's Real Food. Brad has been an incredible supporter of Fangs and Fur and is super knowledgeable, not only on his company, but when it comes to adding fresh food to the bowl. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where you hear Brad and Anthony answer a customer's question. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality USDA-inspected free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. We know that what you choose to feed your pet is just as important as what you choose to feed yourself, which is why Steve's Real Food is formulated for optimal health that exceeds AFCO minimums. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. Well, Brad, thank you for for taking the time to do this and... and um, You've been a, a huge uh, help for us at the shop and, and at Fangs and Fur. Steve's has been, I mean, they've been a real big, um, well, they've been really, it's, it's probably our most popular food at the shop. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the first foods I fed Mozzie when I got him on raw food. One of the first ones I was introduced to. And of course, I read, you know, uh, Steve Brown's book, or both his books, Sea Spot Live Longer and Ancestral Diet, which I, I both consider life-changing books for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of how I got started on Steve's. And, you know, Steve's continues to be our, you know, our best or most popular food that we sell. And there's a lot of things I like about Steve's, but I think my favorite thing is that it's just the simplicity of it. I think we have so many people, especially living in the Ha Valley, we have a lot of dogs with allergies here. I like that, you know, all these people want to do these elimination diets with allergies and things like that, but it's so hard to do when you're feeding processed food, right? Cause there's, you know, 60 ingredients in there, but with Steve's it's, you know, I mean, it's just a handful. It's just super mm-hmm. clean, human grade, USDA approved foods. And that's one of my favorite things about it, but there's a lot of good things about it. So I'm going to let you kind of talk about yourself a little bit and then also about Steve's. Yeah, I'm actually, I'd, I'd like to jump in and just talk about Steve's piggybacking on what you said real quick. That's one of the things that I love the most about Steve's is the simplicity of it, how, you know, everything is coming together from this handful of ingredients. And, you know, Steve Brown did so much work formulating that and making sure all of the, uh, all of the nutrients are there. So I absolutely love that. But, but the point I was going to make is that I love that Steve's has so much to like. You can just pick something. It doesn't, it, there, there's like 15 different points to the company that you can pick. Uh, and fall in love with. It's not just the formulas or the foods or the ingredients. Um, but first, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll introduce myself a little bit. Um, so I entered the pet industry in 2012. Um, before that, I was in a variety of industries. And I have to say the pet industry is the happiest place in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I, I've worked in uh, all, sorts of, all sorts of retail. I've worked in, um, in the, the film industry. Um, I've done some help with, um, uh, you know, local science centers. And I have to say the, the pet retail industry is just amazing. And the people who are in it 
are just fantastic advocates for pet health. So, um, you know, thank you guys so much for what you're doing right now. I know you are a fantastic resource for your customers and it's not just, you know, a place where they can come and pick up some awesome stuff, but um, you are just a incredible repository of knowledge. So I appreciate um, that you're out there doing that. Um, so I kind of grew up surrounded by animals. Uh, growing up, my mom worked at the local science center. And so I always had a snake around my neck or uh, nice. I was always oh. turning over logs and finding salamanders. And I just developed a love for animals from a young age. I bonded with them just as well as I bonded with people. I, I, I left that behind for a little while in my teens, but at that point I got really interested in nutrition. You know, I was uh, into weightlifting those days, although you would never believe it looking at me now. Um, I wasn't going to so say anything, I, I really, <laughs> Right, yeah, absolutely. I know. You can't see me right now, but you've seen me before. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was really into uh, weightlifting then, and I was, it, of course, that goes right along with nutrition. And so that's when I first started studying nutrition, and I changed my own diet and saw what a difference it made in my life when I changed my own diet. Um, so that was my first little clue that you can do a heck of a lot with nutrition. Um, years later, I made it into the pet industry. That's 2012. I came out of the film industry. My head was spinning a bit and I just needed to hit the reset button. And uh, I joined the pet industry and just fell in love. Nutrition in the uh, pet world is so much more important in a lot of ways than it is in the human world because we eat a variety of foods, whereas a lot of our pets don't get nearly the variety we do. And so making sure you're making sound decisions just becomes that much more important. And we also, um, I mean, not so, to interrupt, but we also have more more of a choice. You know what I mean? Our pets only have what mm -hmm. we supply to them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and the I information think, is so, it's, you get so much mixed information in the animal world. You, you used to hear a lot, you know, choose one food, one flavor, stick with it. Yeah. If you heard that for your still, kids, you'd lose your mind. You still no, hear no it. No way. I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. Yep. But I, I really fell in love with healing through nutrition. I, I saw the difference I could make just helping customers navigate the, the world of pet nutrition. You know, I, I wasn't there to, um, to sell or anything like that. I was just a navigator. I'm there to you bring in your dog and I will help you find the solution to your problem. It, it might take 10 different tries, but we'll get there. This was all, you know, when I say 10 different tries, I'm talking about before I discovered raw. So I was in the pet industry for like four years and I was a total food nerd. You know, I would, I would work all day and then I'd go home and I'd read about dog physiology and anatomy and uh, any kind of studies I could get my hands on. Now that's before I discovered Google Scholar, which is amazing. So about four years into the pet industry, at this point, I have a four-year-old golden retriever. I have a four-year-old Shih Tzu Poodle. And they were both doing great. The golden retriever, you know, he had some issues, but he's a four-year-old golden retriever. He um, was a little bit overweight. His uh, energy level had been declining just a little bit. He uh, was starting to get um, uh, the beginnings of gum disease. You know, almost every dog over the age of three has, has gum disease, unfortunately. Yeah, 80%. It's incredibly yeah. rampant. 80%. It's nuts. Um, and then he was, you know, he just matched that all of this to a, to a T. Um, the least favorite thing, the biggest issue I had with him personally was that he just, he was very greasy all the time and he was eating very high quality kibbles. You know, at that point, my wife had been in the pet industry for almost 20 years. 
you know, and so uh, she knew a lot about nutrition too. So we were very selective, but I got an opportunity to learn about raw food. And after I learned about raw food, I got some raw food to try for my own dogs. And so I was excited. I was energized. I wanted to see what a difference it would make. And so for one month, I replaced just a part of Chuck's diet with um, raw food. And it was only 20% that I started with. So every day, 20% of his diet would be raw. Um, the other 80% would be his original kibble. And at the end of the month, wow, what a difference I saw. You know, I was out playing with him in the yard, and uh, I remember he smiled a little bit. And I caught this glimpse of tooth. Now, his energy had been up a little bit. He had lost a little weight already, so I was already impressed. But I caught this glimpse of tooth, man, and it was bright white. And so I went and lifted his cheek, bright white, solid pink. The inflammation on his gums was gone. Any buildup on his teeth was gone just from 20% of his diet. Uh, but my favorite part, by day 45, day 50, that golden grease was gone. I could pet him head to tail and go right back eating my sandwich. So that's what converted me to raw food. And um, seeing as I'm working with Steve's now, you can probably guess what raw food I started with and what made that transformation in my dog. You know, I mean, that was, uh, that was Steve's real food. I think I started with the beef formula, some beef patties. And man, I could not believe the difference. It's interesting with the greasy coats. I, we have a lot. Of, I was actually just talking about this with the customer the other day because he had recently yeah. transitioned both his dogs. Actually, not not the full raw, just the half raw. So to your point, yeah. And for the holidays, uh, for Thanksgiving, he went to see some family and was they have two dogs as well. And he was petting them. He's like, "That's just the grease." He's like, "I forgot about how greasy their coats were." And like he, you know, realized that his dogs right. don't have that greasiness anymore. Yeah, I always say right, dogs yeah. aren't supposed to be gross. Like it's it's kind of um, it's been normalized in our society that dogs are just supposed to have terrible teeth and bad breath and stinky, greasy coats right. and nasty stools. But no, all these things are not supposed yeah. to be happening, right? You know, if a dog if a dog in the wild shed everywhere, smelled, uh, you know, uh, left big piles of poop that didn't go away in the rain, <laughs> it wouldn't last. They long. would starve to death. Every right. prey animal for miles would know exactly where they were. Right. It is, it's something we have created uh, with the food that we choose to feed them. That's so awesome that you saw such a big change and you only had started with 20% adding to the bowl. I mean, that's well, just only 20%. Awesome. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I could not believe it. Um, I have never seen something that worked so well. And so I started recommending it to my own customers in the store. And, uh, you know, it took a long time. You know, this is years and years of building and making recommendations and testing it out. I saw it help so many different dogs. You know, before that, we were switching between kibbles and people would come in. Oh, my dog's itchy. Okay, let's try this one. Six months down the road, oh, my dog's itchy again. What I love about raw is that it works. You switch them onto it. And typically, you can say goodbye to the problems that you've been dealing with. Just because I'm in, in that realm right now, it's it's interesting to see <laughs> the people you just got to want it, right? Like you just got to be, you know, with the kibble, it's just, it's just so inflammatory. And, you know, I always, mm -hmm. I always yep. tell people at the end of the day, it's just kibble is kibble is kibble. I mean, sure. There's some, there's some better ones out there, but yes. at yep. the end of the day, it it's going to be, it's going to yep. be very inflammatory. And so when you start feeding your dog, what they've been eating for millennia and what is, you know, is extremely anti-inflammatory diet, man, do you see mm -hmm. results? Um, but sometimes it's, yes. it's about, it's about, you know, I think people that come into our shop kind of already know 
that they're they're kind of already leaning towards raw food, so it's not like a you know a hard right. sell. Yeah. But yeah, the people have to have to want it and have to be patient with it. You know, it's not sometimes people expect results overnight, and right. sometimes that yeah. happens. And sometimes that does happen, but most of the time it takes you know a few weeks to a month. Oh yeah, these are these are changes made down to the cellular level sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to take some time. It's all the cells regenerate. And I think, uh, the gut takes, I think I read it takes like two weeks to fully regenerate. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, you just gotta be patient with it. You know, I think we're so accustomed in our society and Western, you know, Westernized society that we're just, we just expect really quick results. But when you're kind of yeah. to your point that you're talking about before is letting food be that medicine kind of thing, it takes longer, yeah. you know, but it's a more wholesome approach. Yeah. It's a, it's a more permanent solution. Yeah, you're addressing the actual underlying problem. You're not yeah. just slapping a Band-Aid on the symptom. Exactly. So, okay, so you're at the, you're working in the pet food industry and you're recommending, you're seeing Steve's kind of making a big difference in a lot of different dogs that are coming in there. Made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want you to think that I was just recommending Steve's or that my, <laughs> um, you, know, you know, that I was a zealot back then or that yeah. I am now or that my, uh, you know, my perspective is, um, is that narrow. You know, we carried... Um, probably seven, eight different raw brands. Um, and I, I tried with every one of them. Um, but Steve's by far was just my best performer. Um, yeah. I, I could always expect consistent results that, and, uh, you know, personally, I, I love the company. I love every, every ideal behind it. It's not just a, a product that they're putting out. It's, um, a, a whole mindset that the company has. And I absolutely love that. Also, too, I think it's Steve's is is a lot more. Um, well, it's really realistic for a lot of people because mm-hmm. you guys have a lot of convenient ways. Like you guys have the nuggets, you have the patties, you have the bulk patties. Um, so it kind of depends on yeah. you know if you want to do a portion of raw, you know, like a quarter raw. Sometimes mm-hmm. the nuggets are easier if you want to do full raw. You know, mm-hmm. the the patties can be easier. So it's it's really convenient. You know, that's kind of why kibble appeals to so many people is because it's it's convenient. Absolutely convenient, yeah. Yeah, but you guys have kind of done that as well, so that's really neat. Brad, I'd be so curious when you were working in that store, and was it um, very like an easy concept for people to kind of gravitate towards, or were they like, whoa, like raw? Like, you know, was there any hesitancy there? Not, not always. So the store had been in place; it had been there since 1986. You know, so it was a it was originally modeled as a feed store. and so it had changed pretty uh, dramatically with the times. But at the time we started promoting raw, uh, we had probably 34 brands of kibble in store. And raw probably made up, you know, a, a quarter of a quarter of percent of the total dog food business. It was almost nothing um, at the time where I, uh, where I discovered it, basically, mm-hmm. and then started saying, you know, I want to, I really want to help some dogs with this stuff. Um, so it was not always an easy concept, no. Um, there were a lot of people who I would talk to and we, our conversations might go on for eight months before they finally say, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And then they would, you know, kick themselves a little bit. Oh my God, why didn't I try this earlier? But you know, it's never too late. You can always work some of it into your dog's diet. Um, but yeah, it was not always an easy concept for people. Um, we we did have some very in-depth conversations and discussions at some points. Yeah, we've had some customers that took over a year to get them to try raw food. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. um, kind of a segue into the next question. There's a lot of different things that you can try 
or even if you don't go to raw, there's some really awesome supplements to add, you know, some healthy bacteria, some probiotics, some enzymes, some moisture um, back into the food. And you guys have some really awesome ones if you want to talk about those. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the enhanced line. And honestly, I I also view uh, freeze-dried as another foot in the door kind of thing. You know, at this point, most dogs have had freeze-dried. You know, you walk, you take your dog into the pet store and say, oh, can I give them a treat? Uh, a lot of stores these days are treating with freeze-dried, which is a, a form of raw. Can you um, kind of just explain so for you, those that maybe are totally, they don't know, and they're just hearing this for yeah. the first time, what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in order to make a freeze-dried, basically what we do for uh, with our food is we will make the finished frozen raw Steve's formulas, and then we freeze-dry them. So what you do is you lower the temperature and you lower the pressure and all the uh, all the moisture comes out of the food, um, and you're left with this incredibly low moisture, shelf stable raw food. Um, I always recommend adding water back into it, but you know, a piece here, a piece there as a treat is an awesome way to add some raw back into your animal's life. Um, but we're seeing uh, freeze dried treats left and right nowadays. Um, almost every company has some form of freeze dried treat available, and uh, typically that is a, a form of you could consider that a form of raw food. Yeah, it's been a um, Steve's freeze dried is actually it's actually replaced a lot of different uh, some other companies freeze dried products in our shop. I kind of like mm-hmm. I, I like to keep things simple. I don't like to have like too many options. But the Steve's that's what I like yep. about it is it's the same exact formula as the raw food that's in the freezer that's yep. right next to it. And then yep. I tell people this all the time: it's the same. It's the same whole food ingredients. It's just. Yeah, it looks like astronaut food, but you add some, <laughs> you add some water on there. But I mean, we use it for shop treats too, and I mean, it's like I mean, yep. it's like crack for dogs. I mean, they just go crazy for it. And um, it also works if you're transitioning a dog, say an older dog that's had, you know, I, I call them carb junkies. They've been, you know, they're just addicted mm-hmm. to their to their kibble. Plus, they you know they spray palatins on there that make it super addicting as well because they would never otherwise touch oh, it. Yeah. So um, sometimes you're going from you know kind of a carb junkie um, that doesn't really want that fresh food and so kind of sprinkling or mixing in the freeze dried can be a real awesome kind of entry point for them i will say personally when we travel that's what anthony brings for our dogs and i mean if we're going somewhere else but that's yeah. a really great option yeah, it's a good travel option as well i also like to find it in our laundry from in his <laughs> inside of his jeans well, yeah, use it to, to your point we use it as treats as well so. everything <laughs> find- right yeah I love using it to distract my dogs. You know, if I'm in a meeting or if I need uh, some time for myself or if they just seem bored, I'll take a handful, toss it down the hallway. I'll toss it out in the yard and let them do some hunting and pecking, some scent work. Nice. Awesome for their brain, helps keep them young. Um, So, yeah, I think freeze-dried is so versatile Mm -hmm. Um, and such a great place to start for people who uh, may be a little squeamish about um, thawing and serving raw. Hey, that's a really good point. That's a really good idea. A lot of people probably don't know that. Like, they, they probably think it's mean to, like, throw a bunch of food out in the grass for them. But um, a lot of dogs, you know, prefer to work for their food. And there's a lot of things that when you do something like that, it kind of taps into their to their instincts of, of, you know, scent work and sniffing around and foraging and, and trying to hunt for things and find things um, using, their, using all their senses. Um, so it can be really yeah. stimulating for them in a good way to yeah, keep them on their brain. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is again, just a great way to help keep them young. Yep. You know, the longer you go without any kind of, um, thinking, the longer you go without ac- accessing those faculties, uh, 
the, the more uh, I feel like the, the faster you age. Yeah, well, we feed. Um, you guys, are, I think, are familiar. We both our dogs use the um, Mind Pet Platters, mm-hmm. which are actually U.S. made, non-toxic, uh, just like flat platters. So I'll mash like the Steve's, you know, real food in there with some uh, goat milk or kefir, and it's kind of the same yeah. principle. You know what I mean? They have, they have to lick and and kind of. You know, mm-hmm. use their senses to, to feed and also slows them down quite a bit. But Bring a little bit of nature back into the house. Exactly. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. Our friendly professional team helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine and are often used for arthritic conditions but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome, fresh foods and raw foods since healthy diet probably accounts for 75% of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at www.lifetimepetwellness.com or call 614-888-2100. With the, um, with the feeding, like, we're, you know, we're using the freeze-dried and we have the raw food, but there's also some really, you know, there's some great supplements that you guys have to add kind of all those things I was talking about yeah. before, you know, the enzymes, the probiotics, yeah. all that. Do you want to kind of speak to those a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the enhanced slide. Uh, like I said before, um, one of the things that really drew me into and just made me fall in love with pet nutrition was the differences you can make in pets' lives by just adding these, uh, adding things to their diet or taking things away from their diet, but definitely by adding some really good things. And that is why I love the Enhanced line so much because it is just formulated in such an amazing way that it works. It makes a difference. I have a coworker who um, I'll get into exactly what dog dog is in a second. But I have a coworker who has an older dog with reduced mobility, and she started giving him dog dog. And man, he just started flying around the house. He was doing great. Um, she ran out, and it took her about a week and a half to get back down to the store and get some more. And during that time, he started stiffening up again. He didn't want to move around as much. This stuff can make a huge difference. This and is so the I'm absolutely uh, in love with it. This is the turmeric infused goat milk. Yeah. 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 So dog nog, I mean, that's the perfect one for this season too. That one is one of my favorites of the enhanced line. So it's goat milk. Um, And then we're also adding whole egg to it, which, you know, is an awesome source of biotin, choline, um, really good for the brain, really good for the skin, really good for digestion. Um, Egg is an awesome source of just amino acids that help keep their, um, help keep their body strong. Uh, You're a lot more likely to get injured if you're lacking amino acids or if you have a protein deficiency of any kind. So helping to bolster that um, really helps dogs out. But then we're also adding turmeric. Um, we're using bromelain to help increase the absorption of that turmeric. Um, we're adding yucca, which is really good at reducing inflammation in the gut. Um, and then we're also adding cranberries, which are an awesome source of lycopene. It's just a huge immune system boost. Uh, but what I really love about all of the supplements, that's a great example is this works really well for dogs who are older and having hip and joint issues. But as you age, if you start having visible hip and joint issues, you know there are also other things going on within your body. 
And so we're not just chucking glucosamine chondroitin at this dog. We're going to help soothe every part of the dog's body, help bolster them, help strengthen them um, from the gut bacteria all the way out to the uh, skin. So I'm a huge fan of the entire line. Dognog is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, Dognog. The the the, the straight chia freeze actually is a, just a really big seller for us too. With the with the chia seeds in there and the goat milk. I love chia freeze. Yeah, yeah. So chia freeze. That's our base goat milk basically. Um, but instead of just doing a goat milk, we've cultured it into a goat milk yogurt, um, which really boosts the good bacteria in there. And then we're adding chia seed and we're adding coconut flour, both of which are great sources of omega fatty acids. Um, but they're also great sources of prebiotic fiber. So not only are we adding all this concentrated good bacteria from the goat's milk, but then we're also adding food for the good bacteria in your pet's gut with that prebiotic fiber. So it goes a long way toward um, establishing balance in your dog's gut. I absolutely love chia freeze. Yeah, I like, so that brings up a good point. I think a lot of people like to do these supplements that are very specific, like um, like you were talking about before, like glucosamine, um, you know, or turmeric or, you know, omega-3s, but like getting the whole, like when we talk about, you know, holistically speaking and, and making sure that we're supporting the whole body, you know, using these whole food ingredients and it's just making sure they're not just getting those things, but other things that kind of help work in conjunction with them really has a, a huge effect. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're seeing age-related disease in one area of the body, um, you better believe that the rest of the body is aging as well. And then we um, have the allergy one. Carn is it Carniforage? That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Carniforage is awesome. And in fact, a lot of our employees put that in their own smoothies uh, during seasonal allergy nice. time because okay. it is so good at helping to reduce the symptoms of seasonal allergies. Wow. Um, so Carniforage is a blend of goat's milk um, and then we're adding some greens and some herbs to it, um, it like like dandelion and stuff like that. It um, the spirulina. Um, it is. I always call it the dog your dog's medicine cabinet. Okay, this is the stuff your dog would eat if he had access to it outside. Um, even ten years ago, a lot of dogs spent a lot of their time outside. I know my dogs do anyway. I've got. Uh, a decently sized yard. I have a, a plethora of plants growing in it. And so my dogs can roam around and pick what they need. Um, dogs will naturally do this. Mm -hmm. Dogs, wolves, all, all of the, uh, the Candace family, they'll naturally go out and browse on, you know, wildflowers, um, uh, some of these leafy greens. It's not like they're eating a ton of them, but all of these serve a purpose in the dog's diet. They help cleanse um, the liver or cleanse other organs. Um, they help detox heavy metals. Uh, they help reduce inflammation. Um, they can help um, heal the gut, um, help, help with inf uh, indigestion. One of my coworkers uses Carniforage daily to help uh, reduce acid reflux uh, symptoms. Um, but it also goes a long way toward reducing, again, the symptoms of seasonal allergies. Um, so I absolutely love Carniforage for the fact that it can help control that that sometimes itchiness. I know a lot of times people will bring their dog in and say, hey, my dog was fine and now he's itchy. And uh, most people's first inclination is to change the food, right? Um, always. And so, it's always the yeah, food. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, dogs suffer from uh, seasonal allergies just like we do. And for them, the most common symptom is itchiness. Um, so, you know, implementing some things to, uh, help reduce that, all of the, the allergens they may be picking up, wiping them down with a damp towel when they come inside, 
making sure to at least wipe their paws uh, can go a long way, but carnivore really, really aids their body during that. Um, because of its, its detox properties, I actually recommend carnivore like once a month for every single dog, even without allergies. Oh, it has the dandelion greens in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah milk which thistle, is, dandelion. Milk thistle, yeah. yeah. It's a good liver detox. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a theory about allergies with dogs as far as, because yep. everyone wants to point, always wants to point the the finger at, at, at the food. But I don't, it just doesn't yep. seem, it doesn't make sense to me, right? I don't, it doesn't make sense that all these dogs have these allergies to just single proteins. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. It just, that doesn't make any sense. Like in the natural world, that doesn't happen. And it, yep. what you always find, especially where we live, we live in this valley, the Ohio Valley. And it's just, you know, we're. Mm-hmm always combating you know these these pollens are just falling and settling in the valley and so it's you know it can be really hard on a lot of dogs and a lot of people I think supporting your gut supporting your immune system you know detoxing your 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 kidney your liver is is incredibly important helping to reduce that inflammation that you brought up yeah. at the beginning you know i mean if, if your lifestyle is inflammation if you're eating foods that are very inflammatory your body's going to start overreacting to everything it's just going to be on high alert all the time Yep. And whether you end up with, um, you know, chronic gut inflammation um, or you just have an aggravated infl- inflammatory response, um, yeah, you'll absolutely take these, uh, these allergens that would be, uh, you know, kind of annoying and just dial them up to 10. Um, but, yeah, there are so many possible issues that our dogs are dealing with all of this chronic, all of these chronic allergies. If your customers knew how many of them came in and said, oh, my dog has allergies, they would probably be scratching their heads saying, well, what's the real underlying problem here? Right. Because I know in my store, it was like seven out of every 10 people. They'd well, come yeah. in, oh, yeah, my At dog least. has allergies. My dog has allergies. It's interesting. You're right. It's like, you know, it, and raw food doesn't always, I mean, a lot of times it actually will cure the dog of any allergy symptoms that you, you might find, but sometimes it doesn't. Right. But I always tell people, at least it, it gives them the chance. It gives their body a, at least a baseline, you know, of optimal health mm-hmm. for them to yeah. fight inflammation and, and fight, you know, all these, these other issues that are going, these secondary issues that are going on. So it's a, it's a good, I mean, it's, it's definitely helping whether it's not, you know, helping them, you know, relieve the allergy symptoms that are happening environmentally. It's at least giving them a, a better shot at, at being able to recover. Yes. Yeah. It's bringing them to a closer baseline when it comes to their inflammation response. Um, so rather than overreacting to everyone who walks in the room, uh, they're just going to uh, overreact to a few of the people who walk in the room. It'll, uh, it, it definitely tones things down a bit. Yep. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting point. I think, uh, we, we had a, um, interview with Dr. Carlson, one of our local um, holistic vets here in Columbus. He's great. And um, he's kind of talking about how you kind of have this threshold. Our dogs, just like us, they have a threshold and they can sustain a certain amount of, you know, allergies in their body, but they hit Mm -hmm. a certain point where then you start seeing these symptoms, right? So it's kind of being able to keep that to a minimum, you know, managing it, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Detoxing the body, reducing uh, chronic inflammation, Mm -hmm. All of that gives your dog a leg up when it comes to um, fighting these seasonal allergies or even, you know, your, your chronic, your scotch guard in your house or the, you know, whatever else they're coming into contact with. Yeah. And using like the, using the, uh, the carnivore and things like that to stay ahead of it, even though if you don't see the symptoms, you know, I know I do, I mean, I do all kinds of stuff with my dogs, you know, I'll do, you know, phytoplankton, mm-hmm. I'll do the carnivore, I do the goat milk and it's, 
I mean, he's in great health, but I just do it as a preventative, you know what I mean? So these things don't come mm-hmm. along. So it's, I always like to tell people like, don't wait till they have these, these symptoms or issues, like, you know, stay ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maintain the best health you can, uh, all the time. There's no reason not to. Right. Plus they really like it. I love to get, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Especially the, the, yeah, no. uh, the carnivore and the chia freeze and the dog dog, like that stuff's really palatable. Like it's just, it makes it mealtime even more exciting. Super easy. Just open it up and pour it on the dog's bowl. Man, that makes life easy. I always tell people to um, taste the rainbow. I'm hoping that nobody has um, patented that phrase yet. <laughs> Hopefully no candy companies have uh, started using it. No, <laughs> but that I, I, I always like rotating. I always like rotating between the, um, the enhanced products. I feel like I'm doing so much for my dog by doing that. Getting variety. Yep. It's important. I, yep. I talk Absolutely. about variety all the time. What I think is kind of cool about Steve's is, and some people might frown upon this, but I, I like it, especially for, you know, it's a good entry for, for raw food for a lot of people. And it, But um, yeah. the fact that it's it's HPP is, I think, really neat because it's essentially pathogenic. I mean, you guys do, you know, third-party laboratory testing on, on the batches that are being sent out and or before they're released. Um, but you have... I don't know. I, I watched a, I think it was like a 90 minute video about the, about Steve's specifically their HPP process and how it took two or three yeah. years to kind of hone in on it and make it perfect so that you're still not losing any enzymes or, or, you know, probiotics or healthy yeah. bacteria, keeping all that intact, but killing all the pathogenic bacteria. So making it really safe. Not that it's so much a concern for your dog or your cat, but more so, you know, just for cross contamination with humans. But yeah, I just think that that whole the whole process and the work you guys did with that was really neat. I was really blown away by that. Yeah, no, I remember I was actually working in the store when Steve started HPPing, and my staff kind of recoiled. They were like, "Oh, now they're HPPing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not cool." And I was like, "You know what? I have a lot of faith in these guys. I'm going to do some more research. You know, I'm not just going to poo-poo it right away. I'm going to look into why they started HPPing." And um, I was blown away by how much research Nicole did on HPP and how she made that available to the public. You can go on Steve's website, yeah. search for HPP on our website. You can see her whole summary of the studies that were done. You can Ex- see that. Um, extremely you know, transparent it, it, about it, which was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Tested enzyme levels, tested uh, bacterial levels. You know, there are, uh, a lot of the good bacteria is hardier when it comes to pressure than the pathogenic bacteria. And so a decent amount of it survives the HPP process um, and then repopulates the food. Um, you can even see any kind of vitamin reductions. There were a couple um, a couple nutrients that were reduced a little bit, um, which we were able to remedy just by adding a little more muscle meat and a little more organ meat and then reducing the bone content just a little bit. And so that's another thing I love about it, balancing things naturally. I think that's really cool because like, yeah, you found, okay, so you admitted there's some vitamin loss, but what did you guys do? You just added more whole food ingredients to the diet. So you, it's not like you supplemented with synthetics or anything like that. So yeah. that's and how you did it again afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it also important, I think what's kind of cool is that, you know, you, you said that the, the healthy bacteria kind of, um, it survived the process, which it makes mm-hmm. sense, right? When you talk about like humans as a species, like, you know, the, if the pathogenic bacteria was any stronger, we wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? So it's, it's actually easier to kill those pathogenic right. ones than it is the, the healthy ones. So. Absolutely. Yeah. If the pathogenic stuff had been hardier, we probably would have uh, developed a, a symbiotic relationship with them. Right. The reason we developed the symbiotic relationship with the bacteria that survives in our gut is because it's so hardy. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. With HPP, so a lot of people call it like high pressure, what do they call it? No, um, high, 
pressure pasteurization, I think is a word. They like to say pasteurization. Pasteurization yeah, is yeah, a, like it, they yeah. change the definition. <laughs> they change the definition of HPP. Yeah. So, but it's, it's high pressure processing. And what you guys do is you guys use cold water pressure. So you're able to keep the water cold to keep, you know, all the, the important nutrients and everything intact, which I thought was just kind of, yeah. it was really neat. But also, yeah, that whole pasteurization thing. I And I hear some like people that I feel like should know what that process is that still say pasteurization. It kind of bugs me, but. Oh yeah. Well, some of them do it to be kind of inflammatory, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate that. You know, I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to rile some people up anytime you change your process. But I really yeah. think this was a change for the positive, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah, definitely cold water during the processing. When people first started HPPing dog foods, um, way back before we did, um, they they didn't know that they had to keep the temperature way down during this process and they were partially cooking the foods on the inside mm-hmm. and you'd end up with this kind of gummy texture and it just it it was arguably not raw food anymore whereas nowadays this is it's really dialed in it, it, hpp is a lot more of a craft than just a general process and so it takes a long time to fine tune it the way that you want it but yeah we're very happy with it yeah and it just it's it, it makes the product more available to like so many people right like i, I feel like yeah. it's it's such a safe product i don't know it just makes it more realistic to people that especially you know a lot of people who are worried about contamination mm-hmm. things like that but i will note that 98 percent of the recalls in this country do come from dry pet food when we're talking about salmonella e coli listeria yeah everyone always thinks foods uh dry food is sterile but usually there's yeah. no kill step when it comes to those dry foods uh, the cells in our body, 56% of them are bacteria. <laughs> right. Bacteria actually outnumbers us in our own bodies. So right. I think it's time to make uh, big friends with bacteria. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just about being selective and uh, making sure you're not inviting the wrong ones into uh, areas of your house. So I totally understand people's concerns. But um, yeah, dogs are well-equipped to handle all sorts of things. I always tell people my kids help me prepare the dog's food in the morning a lot. I just have them wash their hands. Mm-hmm. But if they were feeding them kibble, which they never would, but if they did, they'd also be washing their hands. Probably I'd be even more I don't more think skeptic, you even let you know them go I mean? buy that, <laughs> buy the food. <laughs> Any last thoughts on, on Steve's or anything else you want to say? Yeah, man. I got like an eight-hour seminar. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's hear get it. into feeds <laughs> and raw food in general and uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm sure we don't have eight hours here. So, uh I'll tell you what, we do a lot of seminars for the public. Um, so if your customers are ever interested, uh, I know we actually present some of these, uh, we co-present some of these with you guys. And so they can always just talk to you and figure out when the next one's going to be. Or um, you, know, you can check out our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, we have a ton more information that I would always love to get into, but we'll be here all day if you just let me keep talking. <laughs> no, yeah, I tell this to customers all the time. I feel like I can read their faces and be like, all right, I think they're done like listening to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we've hit the wall. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I could just go all day. Um, but that's why I do what I do. We also have that seminar. What was the seminar? Um, the Power Sorry. of Living Foods. Yeah, um, that is, we, I, yeah, I love that that seminar and it's also on our website too but some really powerful information there as well yeah joel did a a great job uh writing that one it's uh it's very nice we'll be doing more of those for sure partnering with you how can they find out more information on steve's if they're not in columbus if they're not shopping at fangs and fur how can how can they find out about you stevesrealfood.com and actually, even if they're shopping at Columbus, I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, even if they're in Columbus shopping at Fangs and Fur, I would totally recommend checking it out. Um, there is a section at the top called Steve's Classroom. 
Uh, and there's just some awesome information there. Um, there's regular blog posts. Uh, it's, it's just a very fun place. Um, also, uh, check out our Facebook page. We do um, contests on there actually right now. Um, so you can snag a cool prize uh, if you stop by. Cool. Uh, and we're always uh, putting out new information and some fun posts. I so love that. Those are two great places to go for some good information. Yeah, the websites. I love the website. It's very simple. It has a lot, of, lots of good information on there. I use mm-hmm. the the calc the the feeding calculator a lot. I like the way you guys do it because you can do like if your if your plan is just to do a quarter raw or half raw, like it helps kind of, um, right? Especially with when you you know growing puppies and the weights you know continuously changing. It's just a really easy but helpful calculator. Yeah, very handy. Absolutely. Well, awesome, Brad. Thank you so much. I was wondering, we do answer a question of the week, and I think that you might be able to weigh in on this. Would you like to stick around to uh, to answer it with uh, Anthony? Come on. Man. Yes, I will give it a shot. Let's do this. <laughs> Hopefully you have some insight. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy and PRP, and more. Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, and Facebook to learn more about us. Okay, our question of the week. Um, I'm overwhelmed by doing raw. It seems complicated. What advice would you have to make the switch but keep it simple? Uh, That's always my biggest piece of advice to uh, customers or retailers is keep it simple. Mm. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, You pick a fantastic consumer um, uh, prepared uh, balanced raw food like uh, Steve's Real Food. Um, and you transition to it either partially or fully, just like you do from kibble to kibble. Um, I usually do it over the course of seven to 10 days. Every day I'll add a little bit more of the, uh, of the steves and I'll take away a little bit more of the kibble. But, you know, even if you stop at 20, 25% and you use it as a supplementary diet for a while, you're still going to see some awesome results, just like I did with Chuck. Just um, do something I didn't do. And take photos of your dog's teeth before you start transitioning. That's a great you'll, tip. Uh, you'll be really happy you're good. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, as far as transitioning, I, I kind of take it dog, you know, I think every dog is, is obviously every dog is going to be a little different. So I'm actually a big proponent of the cold turkey switch. Otherwise, healthy, middle-aged to young dog, like, it's worked personally for both of our yeah, dogs. Especially if, if they or they're having health issues, they're having digestive issues, they're having allergies. It's like, man, like why why even keep feeding you know the inflammatory food? And I think it's a better gauge of if if the, if the raw food's going to really help, right? So, but there's some dogs that you know we we do definitely do take our time, do that seven to fourteen day kind of transition, slow transition. There's like the treat method where you know for picky dogs, you can act like you're giving them a treat from the table. I always tell people be confident you're feeding fresh food, so just be confident you're doing the right thing. At the end of the day, it's fresh food versus processed food. And now your dogs is, you know, they have fresh food available to them. And so you're doing the right thing. So just be confident. Just move at your own dog's pace. You know, it's kind of like whatever, um, you know your dog better than anyone. And so I think that, you know, you'll, you kind of know which way, which route to take. 
a quarter of the diet. Sometimes we have a lot of people that do that, um, a quarter to like half. Sometimes people do like raw in the morning and, and kibble at night kind of thing, which is great because I tell people, I mean, if you're eating McDonald's three times a day and all of a sudden you're going to switch one of those meals to Whole Foods, you know, just grilled chicken and salad instead of, you know, a Big Mac once a day is going to have a huge impact on your health. And so that's, you know, a, a little bit goes a long ways. And there's actually science and, and data and research that prove that we won't get into in this podcast because that's another eight hours right there. But, you know, it's one thing that's interesting. Now, now that I'm talking about this, it's interesting that you changed your diet and you saw the effect it had on you. And then you kind of you kind of did start doing the, you know the same thing with we're your seeing a lot you, of that. We see that the opposite at our shop. So we what we see is we see people transition their dogs to, to fresh food, and they're like, "Holy yeah. smokes! Like this is my dogs like it. Like their family members don't recognize their dogs the next time they see them because there's yeah. so many. Like did you just did you just swap out your dog for a puppy? Like you know, and so it's funny that you kind of had that like the opposite approach, but that's still really neat. Yeah, I mean if you if if you guys listening, if you've never tried changing your own diet, especially for the better, uh, give it a try. You know, worst case, you just go back to what you were doing three <laughs> weeks from now. Yeah. But you know, you, I love you, that. you're, you're only here for so long. Just give, uh, try something new. Awesome, Brad. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. It's great talking to you. Thanks for making the time again. We'll, t- we'll talk to you soon though. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I always love chatting with you guys. Uh, you are an absolute terrific, um, resource for folks in Columbus. And uh, now that you're doing this podcast, hopefully for folks uh, nationwide. Yeah. So thank you so much for bringing me on. Appreciate you. Thanks, Brad. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.